I actually played the wrong one then, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, I think okay. I, I, we've only met twice, but I think I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hello, Internet. You're listening to the In Your House Comedy Podcast with the Babyface and his fellow funny friend. Now hold on to your butts. Keep your arms and legs inside the podcast at all times. Prepare to have an autographical orgasm in three, two, two, one. Okay, that's starting a I'll thing. Run smoothly. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the In Your House podcast. This is episode 23. And as always, I am here with one of my fellow funny friends from around the comedy circuit. Please welcome, he is the reigning, defending, as of recording, Quiz off champion, Mr. Callum Jarvis Jones. How are you, sir? Oh, yeah, KD. It's real good to see you, the mega powers. Oh, yeah. Coming at you live and here from West Yorkshire, and the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. I yeah. can't do any. Yeah. I would. Hi, hi. I would join an interview there, but I can't do any impersonations. But how are you, man? How you been? It's been like a couple of weeks since uh, since uh, the quiz, weren't it? So this is Tuesday. Uh, this will obviously be coming out Friday, so this is Tuesday right now. But we're in a weird place because right now it's the day before man, the quiz. Kfab, uh, give it away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling about the quiz tomorrow? It's Friday, man. Uh, final contestant. Last, but in no means least. He made his quiz-off debut last week during the Halloween Spooktacular and got into the horror theme when he totally murdered his competition. He is the co-host of the Meanderful, Meanderful podcast that is available right now wherever you get your podcast from. Please welcome the reigning, defending, quiz-off champion of the KD Comedy World. The man so nice they named him twice, Mr. Callum Jarvis Jones. How are you, sir? Fuck, I can't get on to him. There you go. And he oh, also yeah. has two conkers hanging off the end of his knob. Oh. It's true, <laughs> I do. And I'm northern as well. Uh, I feel a level of confidence that exists in a numerical value in some manner. That, I'm also an practicing to be a politician. That's a very good answer in that case, then. You'll go far, my friend. Mm. <laughs> I think you, you might have to lose the um the bathrobe for that though. Well, have some. Well, well, hold on. Find that this is a uh, it's a Jedi robe. Oh shit! Okay, okay, okay. I I, I would like to think the Jedi so, robes wouldn't I mean, be that fluffy. Well, you would think so, wouldn't you, KD? But no, oh. they can be just as fluffy as they need to be. Oh, <laughs> This is this not is the, the interview Jedi. you're looking for. <laughs> you, just so you know, with the quiz tomorrow, um, at the moment I'm busy compiling this quiz off league thing where I'm like taking all the winners and stuff, you know, putting it together with averages and that. At the moment, mm. you're right at the top because you've been on once and you've won once. So if you win tomorrow, um, if you won two days ago, you will be at the top, I think. In third place... With 38 points is Callum. Oh, mm. a joke. Oh, 
boycott team country. That's isn't it? impetus. That's ah, oh, that's everything that I need <laughs> to want to succeed. Right there. What else? What else could you ask for, really? Brother, brother. Oof. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let um, me tell you something, KD. So, no, no. I, you know what? I always, I'm used to this. Like, in my head, I always know that when there's someone who is into wrestling like I am, I tell myself, don't go to wrestling. Don't talk about wrestling. But fuck it. Fuck it. So, yeah. You're a fellow wrestling fan as well, then. We found this out on the quiz before, didn't we? So, mm. when you get into it and all that, what's your level of fandom or geekiness level? Uh, well, I I probably watch it now more than I ever have done. Really? Uh, and I'm also angrier now with it than I ever have been. So <laughs> it's, angrier it's with the it. wonderful thing about Yeah, it's the wonderful thing about being a wrestling fan that you love it so much that you hate it with every fibre of your being. Yeah. And yeah. like Obviously, we, we could all do better, you know. <laughs> Why the book of it like that? That's wrong. <laughs> I started watching it about 90... Uh, it was 98 because oh, okay. WrestleMania 14 was the first... Like, from there is where I kind of started watching. So Austin winning his first title. Yeah. And so going fun, from fun there. But I had... Yes, I was uh, 11, or 10 or 11 then. But I had seen stuff before. Like, I remember watching WrestleMania 9 at a friend's house and just being like... That was the, like, Roman Coliseum one. Is that that one? Yeah. Yeah, The one in the the outside with uh, all the bad matches. (laughs) Yeah. I remember... Terrible ending. I remember seeing the Undertaker come out and being like, "That's cool. I like that. Yeah, oh, whatever he is, I, I'm about this." <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah, you didn't feel the same about his about yeah. Gonzalez. That's shocking. I just wondered where his PP was. Very good question. A lot of hair going on on that man. Apparently, on his all-in-one leotard nonsense. He, 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 he tombstoned him. Take a ball, no. Yeah. Poor Giant Gonzalez. He was not made for this world. <laughs> Big freak. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I started uh, like various little bits and then got into it in 98. And then sort of watched it up until... Uh, 2001, so it was sort of, how was it, 2002? Uh, it was after the invasion, it was uh, sort of around WrestleMania, well, it was around, it was actually when, around when Brock Lesnar debuted. Okay. So I think that might be 2002, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, some, it's somewhere there. Uh, it wasn't yeah. anything like, I don't like this, I don't like this big blonde man, he seems very rough, no, I'm not <laughs> watching it anymore. I did. It was just I didn't have the access that I did because I used to watch it on a um, perfectly legal box that we had. Yeah, and uh, I've been yeah, through that time as well. Yeah, stop working. 
I, I had that. It's that all so, the time when you, you lose the ability to have it, and then the internet isn't quite what it is now, where now, you know, you can legally get mm-hmm. it all the time. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I yes. So Through all when the, was it all you came... legalist means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the last time I paid to watch wrestling. I honestly don't. <laughs> but anyway, so when did you get back into it then? What kind of point were you when you got back into it? Uh, well, I did briefly get back into it when I went to university in 2006 because you could get in halls, you could get a year's worth of internet for 50 quid. And wow. it was a really good connection. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was, this is when it was all over like daily motion and wasn't being taken down immediately. So. Yeah. I could watch as much as I liked, and I was like, oh, I don't like this John Cena guy. He seems a bit twee and sweet. Oh, and But I did like this uh, CM Punk chappy. He seemed very righteous. He was like, oh, he's looking at him. He's very alternative. I like that. Oh, one. wait. So it's like 2011 kind of time, is it? No, no. This was 2006-7, uh, so when... Uh, wow, my time frames are so off. When he was just sort of first coming in, because he had the EC, the WWE CW, uh, and the, like the originals and the yeah. um, and then after that, because obviously after that, after being in halls for a year, I didn't really uh, back in. Believe it or not, back in two thousand and sort of. 7 to 2009 when I was finishing my studies I didn't really consider the internet a main priority <laughs> really weird like when you think about now when like I don't know how I ever masturbated it was <laughs> no it's a it's a thing I hear that talked about a lot man like it's true like um it's a whole millennial thing that's what they say with millennials isn't it or whatever the new generation is that they say the ones who have never known a world without internet, you know. Mm. Like my kids are like that, like obviously because they're like young, and then like, I talk to them now, and they can't comprehend a time without the internet. It's, yeah, it's weird how it took over. Can't imagine having an analog wank. <laughs> the power of imagination. So masturbate sir. over paper. <laughs> it's all about the power of imagination. Mm. Uh. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, after that, it was it was sort of the um, when I got proper internet again would probably be sort of around the summer of punk two thousand eleven. Yeah, yeah. I was oh, I thought it was a lot of time then. Cool with the year for that. Yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I was thinking of. So. That was when I sort of yeah, that's when I got back into it because I remember. Me and my ex had uh, moved in to a house and got the internet, and I just saw something sort of pop up in like the news bit online because I'd still not I'd not gone back to WWE, and yeah, it was yeah. a pipe bomb. It's saying like yeah, 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 like the the realest wrestling promo ever just happened, and I was like, oh, yeah, let's, let's take a look at that, and I watched it, and I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, they like to say that a lot of that was like 
you know, like allowed beforehand, but I don't know how much of that would have been allowed. Maybe half of this, and then you think he just went off a bit. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of it still rings pretty true as well. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No um, doubt, man. Although, to be fair, Triple H is, I think he's doing a little bit better than being just an idiot son in law. Yeah, like, I, I agree too. He is. NXT. It's pretty good. Well, it was better when it was an hour. It isn't now. Yeah, it's it is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it isn't. It isn't like it's a bit. It's hitting me. I love the takeovers, but I don't watch the weekly shows anymore. It's a bit, you know. I knew I would end up choosing either Dynamite or that to watch each week. I never watched NXT before anyway. I just knew I'd end up only watching one of them. And Dynamite mm. is what I end up watching. I can't say I watch it out of love, but I can't say I watch it out of hate either. I'm kind of. <laughs> I love half of it and half of it. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Half of you is Jim Cornette. Half of oh, you yeah. is Dave Meltzer. And it's just an internal struggle. Just going, but the flips, but the pointy fingers, but the flips. Now, I'd say I'm more Jim Cornette and JR. Because Dave Meltzer's like horny <laughs> as hell from, from Omega. I don't. Know, I feel like Jr. is just a little bit sort of dilute Jim Cornette sometimes when he's on commentary yeah. and just like, well, <laughs> why did you do that? That was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true a lot of the time. Like, mm. did you watch um, Full Gear? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I did think that, um, uh, like, I'd seen any of Eddie Kingston before he came to AEW. Yeah, I know so. that he used to be in impact because i think he was I, with he was in impact yeah with lax um, and lax yeah the new with, lax uh, it was when was, tito and santana, uh, and, ortiz. santana and ortiz i want them to go with him in aw yeah. now and but yeah sorry yeah but like he's he's become like my new favorite talker like his yeah. ability on the microphone is it's amazing and yeah. even just like when you saw him just on sort of backstage bits which are even out in the ring and he's still just you can tell he's just like he's got it he doesn't look good he looks like a dad <laughs> no like <laughs> i like if i look like eddie kingston like i have the same build but he like he's just he's got it like, yeah, it could work for him though it's like ko in it so yeah mm. He's, he's like, very believable know. all the time. Whatever he says, he just you believe in it. Mm. Speaking of KO, as a side note, I used to go to quite a few. Have you ever heard of a uh, PCW? PCW? No, I don't think. Uh, so that's uh, Preston Championship yeah. Wrestling. I've heard of that Preston Championship Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I used to go to that like quite regular back in the day, sort of two thousand. 12 to 14. And I did notice some of your photos on your Facebook when I was cutting it out for the image. I took the one with that you had with Pac. Yeah. He was Pac as well. Bloody lovely guy. Oh, he was a very nice mm. chat too. Uh, but <laughs> at one of the PCW shows, now Kevin Owens, then Kevin Steen was there. Yeah. And we'd got um, like early access tickets so we could go in and get seated, like front row. And he was just there unpacking, and me and my friend just had a nice little chat with him. And he's just, oh, he wow. was just a thoroughly lovely man. 
but this was when it was like proper kill Steen kill and he was like part of scum and stuff and he's like oh hey guys how are you doing oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a lot of the um, indie like stuff to have me, but I'd always I'd wanted to get into like the indie stuff beforehand, like before AEW side and AEW side, and I was like, okay, at least I can get into this side of it now. Then, you know. Mm. But um, yeah, all I'd ever really heard, of, is, I'd heard I, of Steve. Think... Uh, who else have I heard mm. of? And the Young Bucks. That was pretty much it. And Omega. That was pretty much the main ones I knew, and you know, other little ones that here and stuff. You know, but all that side, yeah. yeah. I think, um, to be honest, I kind of think that golden age of British independent wrestling is probably dead now because everybody that was sort of hitting it big is signed either to NXT UK or yeah. to AEW in some manner. Yeah. And but at the same time, I could... How it is, there's going to be a lot of federations die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um... But I think as well, though, that might change with the NXT UK. Although, actually, I don't know, because of the whole new thing now, you know, about WWE have banned the whole third-party thing, like YouTube, and what you got to do under, mm. under their umbrella, sorry. I could see a lot of, like, younger yeah. NXT-level people maybe not agreeing to that as much. But then I was just thinking, I don't think it's them anyway. I don't think NXT is included in it, so they wouldn't get put onto it until they got to that point. And by then, they're going to be like, well, you know. So, yeah, so ignore me. I just... I just yeah. talked myself out of something. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to convince myself of an argument, and then I decided against it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> that is, oh, that's what I do most of the time, man. <laughs> so, um, it's the best way to be. So, like, um, what kind of stuff have you been doing in general then, like, over these past few months to keep saying this shit, you know? Well, well. I've so I have uh, my own podcast, uh, which I mentioned before on the quiz, mm-hmm. uh, and that is called the Meanderthals Podcast. And kind of because I I set it up with a guy I used to work at a uh, a secondhand entertainment retailer that is red and white and sounds like a rude act, and we like. Give me that clue again. It's, 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 it sounds. It, it sounds like. It sounds like pecs. Although some people say it by their just their letters. Oh, oh, okay. I'm with okay, you. see it. I got there. <laughs> um, but we used to work together there. I I went there for three and a half years, and um, it was amazingly fun to work out. I will I, I would hand on heart say that's the most fun that I had. Like it was yeah. tough, and it they always stink. Like <laughs> yeah, that's no the smell of the, the smell of friend, friendship. There you go, the friendliness. Yeah, I don't know exactly. And the one beautiful uh, so, thing yeah, about doing stuff over Skype and that you know you don't have to smell people anymore. It's lovely. It's very true. I imagine, like, if if people who work in retail could work over Zoom, they would absolutely <laughs> do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you, 
you see, smell, and touch some awful stuff in that. Oh, trap. yeah. I, I used to work in a bookie, so I, I understand. Oh, yeah. Bookies in Chelmsley Wood. A, I imagine that's a very similar clientele. Mm. But no, I did meet Pete Dunn there, though. So that was cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Chelmsley, same area, so. Is he as, like, Pete Dunn is a fantastic wrestler. But he wasn't he, where he is now at that point. Yeah, but like he's boring as fuck when he talks. Is he like that in real life? Oh, I don't know. I didn't have a big. I didn't really know him or anything at the time. I'd just seen him on that BBC program. Yeah, but Damn. I don't know. You know what? In all honesty, I'm just thinking to myself in the show. I can't think about any time him doing a promo. I can't think of this. Like him doing a significant promo. Oh, uh, ex- that might explain why. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's done them, but you ain't going to remember them. Isn't he like bright orange? Just... Yeah, but he's also jacked as fuck. He's like, he looks insane, but he's still tiny. So it's all <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Not, yeah. I think he could but go he's far. He's got like... the whole, I love his whole style, like the stuff he does. Anyone that, you know, takes it and do, anytime someone does something that you just don't really see very much, I'm like, I like it. You know, him just with the title in his mouth, that alone, just something different. Yeah. All you need to do is give him a manager and he's sorted. Ooh. You can... Who could his manager be? The moon. Hmm. Uh, well, not Zelina oh. Berger now. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair play to her, though, as well. I'd actually quite like to see more of... Um, oh, yeah. Like, she doesn't really need them. Like, nah. she was never going to be any kind of major player in WWE. She was always nah. going to be in the mix. Yeah. Um, but it's a case of she chose her happiness and... Yeah, good. Yeah, Fuck and apparently she, she gets more money as well from that, from her wrestling, and also as well, she wants to wrestle more, and obviously she hardly wrestled, did she? You know, apart from at the end. Yeah. Beat her up probably a bit. Yeah. She'll go to AEW, like, exactly. will, will definitely give her a chance, you know, now, I reckon, if, if she as chooses long as they to. Don't do, yeah, as long as they don't do what they did to Rusev slash Miro. And... Oh, God, I know. Oh, God. That's oh. the time when you can't help but agree to, with Jim Cornette. I love listening to Jim Cornette when he talks about stuff like that. Yeah, I've literally before we were doing this, I've been listening to his latest episode. Like, I don't yeah, agree with everything he says. No, of course not. But no. <laughs> I think he just speaks so much sense, yeah. and and he's just unapologetically himself. Sure I love that. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, uh, I just, yeah. I, I really hope that any of your uh, your listeners or viewers really like wrestling because we've already gone pretty deep <laughs> down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, well, this is episode twenty three. I can allow um, some wrestling talk now. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, most uh, people would anyway, remember I... Jim Cornette from back in the day. He was a guy with a tennis racket, weren't he? So yeah, a lot of people, exactly. but... when I talk about him, a lot of people do remember him. I, I realise that I have meandered off topic. Can you can you see can you see why I called it the Meanderthals? Can you see? Uh, can uh, you see? Oh, was it Meanderthals? 
Yes, with an oh, M. Oh, I wrote it down. So I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Uh, so what I've been doing, as well as doing the podcast oh, yeah. with yeah. my friend, uh, we I also got in other people as well. Um, uh, had uh, like a few other mates come on. And I also got into doing some voice acting work. Oh, uh, I fun. say work. I've not been paid for it. Uh, I did. Oh man, I did some voice. I did lots of voice acting for free to try and get paid for it later. You need to build up a portfolio. That's what all of us are it, doing at the moment. To be fair, it's it's all about exposure, right? It is. I man, it feed, is. Just I to can go feed on. myself on exposure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, I've done a few audio books as well, ah. and they're like. They are both very interesting and very difficult to do, and I don't advise anybody does them. I've stayed away from doing any kind of like Zoom gigs though, because I don't know. I just strange. Yeah. Just it doesn't seem like it's for me. Plus, before like uh, like I'm probably getting more notoriety out of doing shit like your quiz and Alex Leem's quiz. Than I ever did before, stuff, yeah. because I've done comedy for like technically over two years now, but I've not really done that many gigs because for like eighteen months I ran my own night in Halifax. Yeah, yeah, and I just didn't like that was it. I literally did one gig a month, which was mine, and I didn't bother going anywhere. So I know what you mean. I was wasn't. kind of. Yeah, I kind of had the same build at the beginning, to be honest. I understand. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't until, like, uh, so my night stopped in February this year. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Just because nothing to do with COVID or anything. It was oh. literally just they were changing management and they decided they didn't want any events. So, cool. And yeah. that's when I actually started to think, right, oh, I should probably like get back into actually doing gigs. So I remember how to be a comedian and not just a shit MC. Well, to be fair, man, like I, I can understand why you say it's different, but you probably learned so much during that time doing that though. You don't even realise you did. Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, definitely. I learned how to avoid being beaten up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good thing to know. When, definitely for a comedian. Yeah. When uh, when not to spend an entire night hassling one particular member of the audience. Yeah, I learned that one. Uh... We need to come back to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like I've really, I've probably got, uh, I've got less than 25 gigs technically under my belt for two years of doing this. And, you know, I'm really, I'm inexperienced, but oh, I'm willing to learn, but not over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably, even, even more so, like, that's probably not a good idea to do it. And if you haven't had a chance to do a lot of gigs beforehand, you know, because then you get used to something that's not the norm at all. You know, I haven't done loads, but yeah. like, I still am a bit weird about the Zoom gigs because it's just, it's just not what it is. You know, it's not the same thing at all. I totally appreciate people that do it. I get it. Why you want to do it. I prefer random shit. Like, um, yeah, obviously like we got the quiz like on Wednesday and then after it at nine, um, someone has been on the quiz before as well. Callum Fryer. Um, he's also the guy that runs uh, nobody to find the clothing, the sponsors. He's 
doing um a class of comics every Wednesday at nine o'clock now and like I love a little like comedy kind of like improvisation thing. There's a few little things like that starting mm. up now, which is quite cool. Yeah. I forgot what my original point was, I'm not getting on to that. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? Um, I, I'm interested now. What See was what I'm doing. Again? I'm taking you off the rails with me. No, no, I don't need help. Do you? Oh, <laughs> um, so, so like my nights that I ran, they'd always kind of vary in audience numbers. Yeah. Like the very first one we put on, like it, the actual place is only a really small bar. Um, if you ever have like um, Tommy Tomsky and Benny Shakes did my night. Yeah. And so they'd be able to like verify. It's not a big place, but no, I liked to call it. I um I like to call it the the Hunger Games of the West Yorkshire comedy scene because. If you could survive there, you find you have nothing else to worry about because it was all. Yeah. It would also be really fucking weird, yeah. like because it was in a kind of out of the way bar. One time during the sets, someone just started having a business meeting, including graphs. <laughs> okay, and they also had a dog with them, and I remember that sales in China were very bad for them. I like. That's what I managed to get out of them. We, uh, okay. all the comedians did pitch ideas to help try and boost sales. So I don't know whether <laughs> that helped, but who knows? Uh, but the one, so the one I'm referring to, uh, like I said, would kind of vary and it would, it, it'd be like different audience every time, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There would only, there were very few regulars. And these, I'm going to, being a 33 year old man, I will call them kids. They were sort of between 18 and 20. Yeah, kids. College students, I think. Yeah. And one of them, so there was five of them, two women, three men. And the two of the women were dating two of the men. And obviously there was one little spare wheel. And his name was Jonah, which immediately, okay. like, as soon as I say, like, as soon as I'm point, like, going to, like, oh, who's dating who? Oh, so you're on your own. Oh, what's your name? Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> like, that's just a red rag to a bull. Um, yeah. Even though that's, that, uh, that, that's not a true thing. We carry on. <laughs> I know they're more distracted by the actual it's the weird yeah, emotion actually, yeah, and yeah. the redness and I remember what it was that quote unquote triggered him so obviously and you hate been, that phrase it's <laughs> uh, yeah, become massively overused it has but yeah I'd, so I'd been you know doing the usual thing of like boom little Jonah digs da, 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 da. Mm. and he went to the toilet and when he went to the toilet, I said to the two women, oh, just out of interest, have either of you ever had sex with Jonah? And they both just went, oh, no. <laughs> and as soon as he like, came out of the toilet, I'd, I'd introduced the next act. And he just came up to me and went, 
come on then, how many women have you shagged? <laughs> I was just like, oh no, I think I've reached the point where I've gone too far. <laughs> what a weird thing to come up and ask you after all that. Like, comes up and asks you, how many women have you shagged? Like, what? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like... I do. I think one one of the things that I've always been very good at is being able to talk to like anybody because yeah. like I'm the guy. If there's some random drunk in the street and it's crowded, I'll be the one that he goes, "I want to talk to you," and I'll just I'll be too nice to say, "Can you fuck off, mate?" I'll just be like, "Oh, what's your favourite Oasis song?" and <laughs> just have him sing at me for half an hour. And like by the end, me and Jono were best of friends, and we were hugging. And I carried him out, uh, sort of, uh, not Top Gun. Oh, what's the film? Bodyguard, oh, um... Bodyguard style. Just like I had him, you know, the legs and the back, and just carrying him out uh, out the front door. And uh, oh, it was a tale as old as time. <laughs> a comedian and victim, big yeah. friend, uh, exactly. <laughs> and then made powerful, powerful love. And oh, I was wow. like, ah, I'm tired now. One woman, one man. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, though, where you can have a little things like that and turn it into, like, yeah. I, I understand that. I think I'm normally the one who's, like, able to... I think that's one good thing to be able to do for, like, a podcast or any, because, like, podcast yourself and just chat shit to any random person. Yeah, I think it's beneficial just in life as well. Well, yeah. It, it helps you in, like, job interviews, if you can just be, like, it's and this is why when people say like you know when I say oh yeah I've done stand up I don't do it anymore but I've done it and they say oh that's really brave I'm like it's not brave I just really want attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> I'm I'm kind of depressed and it's therapy uh, and that I don't have to pay for and now and again I'll get thirty five p from a bucket split. You know, <laughs> and that is a feeling every comedian can can share. Every, yeah, every comedian and, uh, guarantee. <laughs> yeah, and when people say like, "Oh, I'd love to do that," but I'm too scared, and anyone, it's just like, this. yeah. But it's also like, well, yeah, we were all scared. I don't mm. like. There's very few people I think that sort of rock up and it's like, do you know, what? I feel really confident. I'm going to smash this gig, like. And and it's not yeah. like you feel that every time, anyway. Sometimes you get that. I've I've yet to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like the only, I think the only time I've ever felt that is like when you've done like a couple of ten minutes and then you got a five minutes. Like, yeah, I can kill this five minute now. But then it always seems weird because you go over anyway. Though so it doesn't work out normally. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like I don't know if you're the same, but I always find I feel. Like I could, like I'd be ready to do another gig immediately as soon as I've either finished the set or finished the night. Like yeah, as soon as that's done, I'm yeah. like, now, now another one. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to Manchester and just fucking gig again. Let's <laughs> go anywhere. Let's just do a twenty-four hour comedy session. Whereas like, <laughs> you you give it two weeks and like for the first week you're thinking, oh, I'm really looking forward. To that gig. that's been good. And then for the next week you're like, I'm not funny. Who the fuck <laughs> yeah. thought I could do this? That, that's the time when I've when my confidence has been the highest of it is when I've got like a lot of gigs over the space, like two weeks or something. And then mm. by yeah, like the last week or something, then yeah, your confidence is high. But then I think it's like most things, any like anxiety, the longer you leave it, the more and more 
No, but you get about it, like anything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, random little change of subject. Are you into like um, conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff at all? Or just true crime or anything? Uh, I've, I've really tried getting into true crime. I have. I've got trying to when you get into like pimping your podcast out on twitter you develop like podcasts just congregate around each other it just becomes a yeah, podcast yeah. circle jerk and i've yeah. got to know some and some of them obviously do true crime podcasts because i mean it's like 45 percent true crime podcasts 45 percent wrestling podcasts and joe rogan that's about it yeah that's how yeah. the podcast universe breaks up <laughs> yeah and gaming and, ones. Oh, yeah, gaming ones. Yeah. A nice little bit of retro notes here and there. And I, just, I, as, I don't find them interesting. That's, it's maybe just something in me, but I just can't get into them. I'm not bothered. <laughs> like, okay, well, that um, is a perfect lead-in for my little announcement I'm going to make now about the mid-season premiere of my true crime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be listening. Go fuck yourself, KD. <laughs> now, I'm going to play this little intro now, just as a thing, because the reason I'm doing it is because I actually have a question that um, is in regards to the first episode of the... that's coming out. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question at the end of it. Okay. Hello, Internet. Now, please, hold on to your butt while a comedian and a musician attempt to talk about serious subjects in a not-so-serious manner. From the mysterious to the utterly vicious, everything is fair game. This is the Katie and Curzy Podcast, featuring true crime, amazing events, conspiracies, unsolved mysteries, and an array of weird and wonderful topics, all for your enjoyment. You're welcome. I actually played the wrong one then, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, so uh... the question I was going to ask you, which would make a lot more sense if I'd have played the right one, but I'll ask you it now. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, I think okay. I, I, we've only met twice, but I think I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um... I don't know how to transition to that now. Um, uh, so, so nine, uh, in the nine eleven attacks, yes. how many? You see, it goes from joke to serious very quickly. In the nine eleven attacks, uh, how many towers fell during the World Trade Center thing? Oh, uh, I'm sure I've seen like an infographic of this or something. Isn't it like, uh, isn't it like five or something? No, no. But um, most people or assume it, two. Or is it three? Um, actually, let me show you the picture. Yeah, that's make more sense now. Bear with me. I'm just going to keep making this confused first. <laughs> the beauty of editing later on, don't worry. So, yeah, you're right. So, it's actually three. Most people just do not realize this. There was mm. one and two, the big ones that fell. And then over the side, a few hours later, about an hour after it was announced on the news that it fell down, it then fell down. It just, just a very weird thing. So we're going to be covering that completely in the next podcast. 
an episode all about the unknown World Trade Center disaster. Mm. It's just, it's a really interesting thing. I mean, like when you actually look into it, like apparently the official story for that as to how it fell was that um, it was the first and only building to ever, um, first and only steel structure tower thing to fall down from fire. First and only one to ever do that. Just mm. weird. It's just weird. Just remember jet fuel can't melt steel beams, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is true. It's like, I'm not one of those people that, you know, like, thinks that it's like a um a planned thing by the government i think that's kind of silly you know it's yeah. a bit of a jump that is even though even though there is complete records in the past of the american government trying to organize attacks on themselves it's just facts there's documents they're proving that it's weird well i mean the american government is and always pretty much always has been for like a long time very nefarious and underhanded you just need to look at like any of the dealings especially that they had in south america there's a lot of things that they can do to justify things like you said uh, oh just anything to do with uh like if you look into um like the spotted pinochet introduced uh, like just the ways that they try and infiltrate Venezuela. I mean, Christ, just look at what they try to do to Castro. Like it's the they were very. If you look into America in their involvement in South America, especially the very, the very underhanded, particularly in sort of the seventies and the eighties, with the um, all that. Was that not South America? Say again, sorry. Is that Cuba and stuff as well? Geography's terrible, so. Uh, I mean, I I would involve Cuba in it as well. Okay, it's yeah. not really South America; it's part of the Caribbean, but it's that same kind of Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. Territories, and yeah, if you if you look into it, um, yeah, they just did lots of dodgy shit in the seventies and eighties. But uh, I mean, I I'm they were definitely aware that a terrorist attack was going to happen on the World Trade Centers because. Oh, Osama bin Laden tried it in 1995. Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, I don't know he, too much about that part. He'd he'd kind of orchestrated for someone to drive like two vans worth of C4, I think, underneath oh. one of the towers, and they were going to detonate them, and that was going to bring them down. Yeah, uh, it, might, it might be some other kind of explosive. I'm not 100 percent on it because I'm not into. Like, I just it's just these like little. Weird nuggets, I know, but it's kind of weird yeah. how it's kind of weird how like most of the world kind of going a bit conspiracy now. You know, like everyone's got a, a bit of an opinion about some conspiracies now. Yes, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's <laughs> got one, and they all fucking stink. Uh, I I kind of tie it in with things like. Well, it, it is sort of there with anti-vaxxing because anti-vaxxing is a conspiracy. Yeah, it's, theory, hard, it's hard not to say, isn't it? But... It's like there's been a big kind of kickback against science because science got a little bit too scary for people. And it happens yeah. all the time. It's quite cyclical. If you look back in history, yeah, as yeah. I am a, a history graduate, of course. <laughs> oh, okay. I do love my um, history. 
but I, you look every so often. I mean, that's why you had like the Dark Ages happen. Well, in a way, the Dark Ages was actually quite progressive in certain areas, but in especially when it comes to things like Christianity, you'd get a lot of times when things would kind of halt and progress would be stopped and to sort of decry science as an evil in order to justify what you're doing to maintain kind of status quo. Yeah. Whereas like some people will think that, oh, actually Islam is quite a repressive thing, but Islam for a long time was like a world leader in science, like the libraries in Alexandria Mm. uh, and um, a whole somewhere else. I can't remember, but like, Persian scholars and all these great works of science that were like decades ahead of where they should have been. But then the Library of Alexandria got uh, burned by, uh, it was either Genghis Khan or it was the other one. I can't remember, Tiller the Hun. It was one of them and I can't remember which, but on one of them, whichever one it was, which swept across, they burned the library down and like centuries worth of yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, lost. Would I? Um, so Alexander the Great and them. I just never put this together because I, I am generally really interested in history and religion. They, they were followers of Islam. Uh, no, so this was like, uh, this was because another time, temple of yeah. Alexandria. I think this was just sort of a, or the Library of Alexandria. Was it a library? I'm sure it was a library. It was a library. I think that's just kind library, of yeah. ha- happenstance uh, that it went by like the same name as him but yeah uh i guess what would have what would alexander actually wait hang on let me think no it would have no it would have been named after him because he'd have moved across either that's he'd have been prior to that uh so yeah the library of alexandria would have been named after him but he wasn't obviously a follower of islam because he was but Ale- I thought the yeah. Library of Alexander was named after Alexander the Great. Or was it the same person? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. I'm just getting... You see, my problem is I did modern history. Ancient history sometimes gets me a bit confused. Ah. I'm just trying to think back to the Colin Farrell film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, all uh, mine's just going off YouTube anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Angelina Jolie. Wait, she's his mum, but she's like a year older than him. What's going on? That's weird. Is that Brian Blessed? No, it's not Brian Blessed. And uh, 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 what I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. No, me neither. Sorry, no, okay. getting <laughs> I was getting lost in my um Alexander the Great movie times. So, what's that your like shit. preferred? What's your preferred like um time like in history? Then, what do you like in history and shit? In history and shit. Um, <laughs> as soon as I said that, then. I think, well, I think someone who's really underappreciated are really the Tudors are probably the most interesting time in English history. Okay. And Henry VII doesn't get enough credit for being probably the second best Tudor monarch in terms of how he actually ran the country and what I had to come up against. Uh, I like I loved studying about Henry the Seventh because he was really interesting. Uh, whereas Henry the Eighth, I feel like Henry Henry the Eighth is like done. 
yeah, yeah. like you know i'm, I'm there was just a musical on, there was children in need the other day there was a musical on there of um his six wives talking about how they were like singing sorry or happily like about how they were beheaded and survived and it was weird <laughs> but i love history but i've never been that interested in english history and i've always wanted to figure out ways to get more interested in it so like what was interesting about Henry the Seventh and stuff then? Just the way that he it was also like the lead in because to know about Henry the Seventh, you have to know about Richard the Third, who he took over. The Lionheart guy. And no, no, that was Richard the First, I think. First or the second. Richard the Third was the one that the Shakespeare play was oh. done after but obviously shakespeare wrote it in the reign of queen elizabeth and henry the seventh was queen elizabeth's granddad and so he's not going to write anything oh, good yeah. about richard the third um but richard third is the one who trapped his two could not cousins nephews uh the two princes in the tower of london because he became king after his brother Edward the fourth um died and obviously it was meant to pass down to his eldest son but Richard had them put in the Tower of London and then they were never seen again and that's like that's like the big it's, if you want a historical conspiracy thing okay I would maybe encourage you to check that out uh but then Henry the seventh uh, obviously right. uh, battle it war of the roses and he was the house of lancaster richard III was house of york and i'm just channeling my a-levels here <laughs> yeah and... this is the shit i watch when i'm like just on youtube so i'm loving it <laughs> but honestly and although you'll have like one viewer or listener really pedantic is just like ah oh, actually i think you'll find out i was actually a little bit wrong it was oh, no he didn't do it that way did he so <laughs> Uh, Henry the Seventh. Henry the Seventh defeated Richard at the Battle of Bosworth Field, and that's when he kind of he succeeded to the crown. Succeeded to the crown. That's a mixture of crown and throne, right yeah. there's the throne. I'm with you. Yeah, and from there he basically his time as king was basically like playing the tower defense game he was just like he just basically had to be like i need to be secure this is i'm not going to do anything yeah. fancy nobody's going to find potatoes or tobacco nobody's building any big boats i'm just gonna fucking everyone that comes near me i'm just gonna pull, pull, get the fuck away so he was there was two what time was this? what year pretenders what kind of years? Throne who pretended to be the uh uh, so this was fourteen ninety two. I'm gonna take a stab at that because that's one thing. I would say I've got a history degree. I'm fucking shit at dates. Like I remember World War One and World War Two. That's about it. To be fair, actually, oh, I was asking and- you for like rough times and that, but I should have been able to figure out the rough times you already said about Shakespeare writing it. So yeah, but yeah. That was my bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I gave you, I gave you the touch points. You, you gave me the work. answer. Come on, yeah, the answer um, was there. I didn't see it. 
Exactly. You know, I, I I'm like Sherlock now. here to help you help yourself. Thank you. <laughs> I, I know I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he had two uh, guys who basically rocked up and they were both sponsored by, uh, I think it was Elizabeth of Burgundy, who was Edward and Richard's sister. And she had these guys who basically pretended like, a few years apart to be the two princes who Richard oh. III had locked in the tower. And it was it was basically like a, a wrestling storyline. They're just like, they're <laughs> coming like back it, in yeah. and just like, you know, coming up on Dover Shore, just like, oh, you can see me now, guys. Um, I'm not John Cena, I'm Juan But Cena. they were called... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you cannot see me. Hello. And they so they were called Lambert Simnel and Perkin Warbeck. Uh and they're just like, what yeah, they tried to orchestrate um like, like rebellions against Henry. Uh and yeah, he basically smashed them off and then once that were done, he had like maybe four or five years where it was quite Basically quiet. Um, but there was fake sons, though, but he still internal like... Internal things. But he... Yeah, he... Like, they tried to... They basically claimed to be these two princes <laughs> who Richard III had locked away. Um, and some people believe that they were. And oh, yeah, I see. This is the... They tried yeah. to bring, bring Henry down, uh, but it didn't work. Um, but by the time that Henry VIII came to the throne, the like the crown, the, the actual English coffers, uh, like it was the most money that they'd ever had. Like it was a massive surplus of money because of how well Henry VII had done. Uh, so you know, especially if you're a Tory, then you know you might, might really like his fiscal policy. Whereas Henry VIII was just like. Bah! Big boats and bitches, big boats and bitches. <laughs> See, I like talking about and politics, but it goes over my head. <laughs> to be quite honest uh, with you. <laughs> that's, uh, um, that's both the Henry Tudors in a nutshell. I'd heard, I remember Tory hearing a, a weird story. I remember hearing a weird story about Tower London, something about, um, I don't know what queen it was or anything, but I think it was a queen anyway, rather than a king. Um, she'd sent someone to get rid of the birds or something in there or someone had told her that you can't kill the right, the crows or something in the tower of London. And now there's a guard mm -hmm. that is like employed solely to look after the right, the crows up there. Mm. That's so random. A lot, a lot of the British traditions are very random. Yeah. I mean, if you look when you like dig into things, we're just like we're just a fucked up mongrel nation, really. We really, I like, mean, we've li we've just celebrated a holiday where we're celebrating a terrorist plot that was that didn't work. That yeah, it's so weird, and we celebrated by blowing things up. Just to clarify, yeah, and burning an effigy because that's a sensible thing to do. We might as well be whereas. <laughs> like I always found when I was um I did try and do a master's degree 
but it didn't pan out for various reasons. But um, I was I I was classed as a, a social historian because I'd I did my dissertation on the history of heavy metal music. Or oh wow! <laughs> in a, like a not it wasn't like a strict history of it. It was uh, like uh, American. How it, what was it? American heavy metal. Uh, it's basically like nineteen seventy nine to the present day or something like yeah, that. I can't remember like, exactly what I did it on. Arguably it started with the Beatles, is that or arguably with how um, some people say. I mean you can potentially you can start it from a lot of places. Um yeah. but in terms of like the traditional heavy metal sound, I think it's been kind of unanimously agreed that it's Black Sabbath that started Sabbath, it in yeah. the seventies. But obviously, yeah. you don't get Sabbath without the Beatles anyway. But like, you could say that about everything, though, couldn't you? You could say that about the people yeah. who came before the Beatles. Exactly. If you don't have Robert Johnson, yeah. you don't get the Beatles. If you don't have some guy beating a drum when he was, you know, in deepest well, sub-Saharan Africa, you don't get the Beatles. Within the first recorded human activity, drums or something like that. I swear I've heard that. I don't know how. I thought about it since I don't know how that works. But some yeah, kind really? of music, anyway. <laughs> I say it out loud, and it doesn't sound right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to check that out while we're talking. Um, that's that's going to be the beauty of editing. <laughs> oh no, man! The majority of the stuff um, I say is pure bullshit. I think it's right, and then I say it, and I'm like, "Is that bullshit? That might be bullshit." <laughs> yeah, Again, this is just an entire podcast. Bullshit. Huh? Just an entire podcast of you second guessing yourself. <laughs> Pretty much, more like a lifetime of second guessing myself, mm. but in a good way, <laughs> in an entertaining way. I, hope. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I, um, oh. I always found like what I wanted to do my master's degree on was kind of interviewing people who actually like experienced heavy metal in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, I wanted to do. I want to do like a comparison of uh, American and English uh, like heavy metal scenes yeah, in the eighties yeah. when obviously America had Ronald Reagan and we had Margaret Thatcher and they were very very different. Yeah. They were oh they, they were like they were very similar. Like they got like they loved each other. Like it was quite unnatural. Really? And See, I just go. I don't know yeah. much about it. I just go by the what I think about the two, like an actor versus some woman who's took our milk away. That surprises me that they're similar. <laughs> well, they were both conservative with a small C, and in one case, a big C. I guess. Oh, I hate when um, I try to ignore that stuff as much as possible. Honestly, <laughs> basically, they were both right wing, and they had think, like. Yeah. If you want to, like, if like this is me getting on my little soapbox here, but if you want to trace back all the financial wars that most countries have, you can trace it back to them because they both essentially instituted the rise of the credit card as a means by which to live your life. And okay. they just kind of let like lending laws go fucking wild. So, you know, same what way that could you mean then? Because I know, like, the because like the original, is it the original 
debit oh no i'm thinking of debit cards debit cards that were like essentially were originally like made back in like the crusades and that weren't it you look lost now <laughs> uh, you've, you've got me on that one there no, the crusades they had the first I, ever like banking system like oh the, yeah 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 that's is that nothing like what we're talking about if so just if not ignore me and carry on what you were saying <laughs> i mean it could kind of link in but obviously with a banking system they relied on what was there this is a tangible amount of money you have 17 gold pieces here you can take these 17 gold pieces out whereas obviously like thatcher and reagan saying credit. like yeah we're in favor yeah. of just creating credit that's not money that you've got that's like money that you never have and oh okay they just played fast and loose with interest rates and it just became like well i've got all this money in the bank also i don't know if you know about the american banking system because i also after i worked at cx i worked for a bank over here and like american and european banks fucking hell like you people who complain about bank accounts over here yeah you try living in another country where if you want to use your debit card you will be charged doesn't matter what you use anywhere yep you'll be charged for it if you want to and they'll have different rates if you want to use it contactless or if you want to use it in chip and pin or if you want to use it online you'll be charged different amounts and if you lose your debit card you can be fined and you can be not allowed to get another one if you lose more than two in a year and if a check goes missing you know tough shit fraud yeah. if it's found to be your own fault tough shit like the i'm guessing on the other side of it though because of all those extra things they've got in place that the banks are a lot less likely to fall through which is not a reason to do it but i'm guessing that's probably the outcome with that <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean i've said this about many but things to they, be honest. that's I also why i yeah I was, go, that's go also say. why american when you when you see like american shows it's why they're always talking about spending on the credit card because credit cards have no charges associated with their use so it oh. works out better oh. for them to pay on a credit card and then pay it off with cash in the bank. Yeah, it's an incentive to do it. And they know, because I've worked a lot in debt and credit cards and stuff myself, but they know for a fact that just doing that, 80% of people will pay it off straight away. Those 20% that don't interest, that are making money. Yeah. That's really messed up when you put it, when you, yeah, I see what you're saying now. Really, incent, like especially in America, they're you know, incenting people to, Word for that incentivize it, you know, what I mean, they're giving people incentive to credit instead. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing. I, I feel um, like, like, you know, we've covered wrestling, we've covered comedy, we've covered history, <laughs> yeah. we've covered conspiracy. I mean, I've, I feel like if you've not learned something from this podcast, then you're like useless, basically. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're, we're not just comedies, like you said. We're we're here to teach. We're teachers. Yeah, yeah. I didn't come here to be funny. 
I wanted to impart my fucking wisdom on people. <laughs> Fuck being because funny. I tried I th- that. <laughs> it worked out shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so right, before we like finish up here and that, then, um, are you a fan at all of the new program that's just restarted again? I'm watching it because I'm a fan of it, and most people are, but I don't care. Do you like I'm a celebrity at all? Uh, I mean, so your issue here is I don't have live TV. Like, I don't watch it. Um, I did used to be a fan of I'm a Celebrity, uh, but I cannot say I've watched it with any real gusto <laughs> in yeah. years. And I've definitely not seen the most recent one. Uh, I think I did... Yeah, I I know that Vernon K is in it, and that only piqued my interest because I went to the University of Bolton, and when I graduated, he was one of the honorary doctorates on the day that I graduated. So oh, okay. I have shaken that man's hand, and then like two months later is when it came out. He was having an affair, and I was like, oh, I feel dirty. <laughs> I touched him. I don't know where his hands have been. I don't know exactly. Who knows what he was doing that day? Because Tess Daly wasn't there. I'm not for damn sure because I try to find her. <laughs> Who was that that he was? Let's see if I remember this time. Who was it that he was banging or was it just some random person? I think he might. Uh, yeah, it's probably some page three model. It's normally page yeah. three model. We don't get that anymore. That was a travesty. Now, I, I like it this year though, just because of how they've, um, how they've changed your life. I like programs that, you know, throughout all this. We'll talk about a little bit of pandemic now. Like for all the stuff through the pandemic, you know, I like programs that are not making a point of we can't do this or whatever. Like the rest of them, they're just trying mm. to figure out a way to just go with it for now, like we all are. Adapt you know. and overcome. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what's great about um, I'm a Celebrity? Like, they've got it in the like, castle and stuff, and apparently going in in the next few days, because it's all in Wales as well, and everyone is Welsh, they're having the woman from Gavin and Stacey go in, just because, <laughs> I guess, she's Welsh. <laughs> yeah why not yeah. why not you know <laughs> yeah yeah let's get all the welsh people in ryan Giggs, yeah. fuck it chuck him in <laughs> all right then um yeah so other than that then i think we're pretty much done unless there's anything else you want to cover or um do you have anything you want to plug anything like that i can whack it at the beginning if you prefer uh i mean the only the only things i have to plug are my own holes. I mean, um, oh, I, I, uh, oh, 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 put that back in now. Thank you. Oh, my. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the Meanderful podcast. Two in the bird, one in the bush. What? <laughs> I, um, uh, so, yes, I've got the Meanderthals podcast. Uh, if, if you want to listen to that, feel free. We've got, like, Christ, we've got nearly 100 episodes now. Um, oh, wow. Then, uh, but don't listen to that the other ones a... is what I always tell people. Yeah, I don't, don't mean, uh, Yeah, Don't listen, listen to the pilot because we started off the pilot. It was me and somebody else who I used to work with. And um, we were going to call it the Pneumaticitists. That was a bad idea. That sounds easy to spell. Yeah, awful idea for a name. That's unsearchable. What's that mean? Matisse. Yes. 
it's <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, it's so it's the pneumatisatists, pneumatisatists. Um, oh God, no! Anyway, <laughs> I, th I think it was something to do with money, maybe. But we started out with I think when I listen to it back, it's a moderately enjoyable episode. But then when we started the Meanderthals properly, we pretty much started when Donald Trump was elected, which shows how long we've been going. Well, and four years. yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking about if he actually leaves in January, I'll be like, right, we're done now. Our job is completed. <laughs> I find that hilarious. You know how people are like, what's going to happen? You know, like he's going to refuse to leave. Now, what's going to happen? I'll be like, if he refuses to leave the White House, the same thing will happen. As if any other seventy-two-year-old man refused <laughs> to leave the White House. Come on, Grandpa, we got it. We got to go. I know. Yeah, no, you won. You did. You won. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna. Yeah, we'll take you back to the White House. Yeah, it's a special White House just for you. It's in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, we started God. like I think like our first. 15 or so episodes was like politics based and it, it it just became sort of untenable because it would when i was editing because I, I was new to it we both were yeah and it was taking about a week to edit an episode and obviously with donald trump in the space of a week what you talked about yeah, yesterday yeah. was all news by the time it had come to today, so it was just stupid to do it. So we just started talking shit, uh, mainly about porn. Uh, <laughs> damn it, you should have brought a porn earlier. I could have talked for ages about that. Jeez, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the follow up episode now. That, that, that's, okay. that's just a reason to get me back. Um, Join us next time where we discuss why every single porn video is about a stepbrother and a stepsister. <laughs> Weirdly, you mentioned that those searches are actually going down now. So, mm, it might be. I'm just shocked that people were searching it in the first place. <laughs> why? Oh, oh, stepbrother, I got stuck trying to pull my watch out of this grate. Help me. Oh, no, my underwear fell down. Oh, I'll put you out with my penis. Yeah. Oh, not my butthole, stepbrother. No. And now. Where was I? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Speaking of plugging. Um... <laughs> um, so, Neanderthals, don't listen to the early. Thank you. Don't listen to the early stuff. Terrible. Um, if you need recommendations, just message me on my Instagram, which is all one word, Callum Jarvis Jones V O for voice over. You see. Actually, let me write that down. I do voice there. work. It's very what is it? Cerebral Your Insta again. Uh Your name full, Callum Jarvis Jones. Yeah, all one no special little hyphen. Okay. The hyphen only gets used when I need to look like I'm middle class on other people's podcasts and then come on wearing a Jedi bathrobe. <laughs> Go, like, I'll put that in I'm going to dress up for the quiz. So. <laughs> Go, please do. You're the champion, man. 
Exactly, I need to represent there. Whereas tonight it was just like it's just gonna be relaxed. I can wear what yeah. I want. I'm like you. D you don't know. What, I might have nothing on underneath this. Who knows? I, I, I haven't worn trousers for about six weeks. Nice. Anyway, such such through flow. Oof. Oh, so breezy. Ah, oh, they've never smelt fresher. Uh, I haven't tidied the... up any of my place other than this corner you can see behind me. Genuinely thought you were going to say I've not even tidied up any of my pubes since lockdown began. That's <laughs> <laughs> like Sherwood Forest down there. <laughs> Got that been on that earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the uh, the Meanderthals has a Twitter, which is l underscore Meanderthals, which that is nothing to do with the fact that any variation of the Meanderthals was taken. No, no, no. I just wanted to show how classy we were by having that little bit of French in there. Le you know underscore Meanderthals. You know, it's funny though. My common brain, when you said le underscore meanderpools, I just literally thought you meant le as in the letter L. I'm going to write it down like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, children. You're still working on nursery school phonetics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That's it. You're... I can't say them. That's allowable. Like, I can you've understand got the them. Dad brain. <laughs> there you go. There. That's an excuse. <laughs> My kids are old, but that's not the point. <laughs> but um, great then, man. Yeah. So hopefully by the time this comes out, then you will still be, still be the reigning defending Quizoff champion. But we will have to wait and see. For anyone watching now, you can, of course, watch the repeat, which will be available for you on KD Comedy and on Joe Pitt. But for now, Callum, thank you very much for your time today, dude. Katie, thank you very much for having me. It's been... Oh, super! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is ready. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Thunderlips too. Thunderlips plus two. Okay. Right, thank you very much. Mm. Now I will see you tomorrow, then, man. Take care, my dude. Much love. Bye. Bye. -bye.